Welcome to Franchise Voice, the podcast from the International Franchise Association. I'm Jack Munson, and here's today's moderator, Executive Director of the IFA Foundation, Ricky Amos. Hey, Jack. It's so great to see everybody and, and talk with everybody today. Thanks for having us on again to talk about some initiatives that we're excited about at the IFA Foundation. Um, for those of you who, who haven't aren't familiar with the IFA Foundation or our work so far, let me take a couple of minutes just to tell everybody about the context that we're coming from to talk about today. You know, so first, the IFA Foundation, I think of us as the as the CSR arm of franchising. You know, what are we doing to raise awareness of the franchise business model? How are we reaching out to communities with a particular focus on veterans, underrepresented communities, women, you name it? How can we bring more people into the powerful um wealth generation tool that is franchising and, and get so many more people involved who haven't had the opportunity to really lean into this before. Uh, a big way that we do that is through what is our diversity institute. You know, in franchising, we know we have a solid baseline story about diversity in franchising, but we also know there is so much more that we can do. And it is such an important conversation to lean into for, for growth, for franchise development, for just, you know, generally putting more good into the world through the powerful vehicle that is in franchising. And, and our Diversity Institute is charged with helping to do that. How are we diversifying brands? How are we bringing more underrepresented communities into ownership opportunities, workforce, um, pipeline, you name it. A lot of the challenges that we are facing in, in franchising have a thread to solve that problem through diversity, equity, and inclusion. And so the Diversity Institute and the foundation want to help lead the way in those discussions. Where we're going to talk about today is one of the main places that we try and lean in and doing that. You know, beginning in 2019, we have built what we call our affinity groups. You know, what are our communities within franchising where we want to lean in to build community, ideas, sharing, best practices, networking, you name it, all in all uh, pointed toward the charge of diversifying franchising more successfully and bringing that success to others. So we're going to focus today on our trailblazing affinity group, our Pride Council, founded in 2019. I'm very excited to be joined by our two co-chairs and co-founders of the Pride Council, Mark Jamison, he's the Chief Support and Development Officer at Propelled Brands, a platform company that many brands that you might recognize, Fast Signs, Nerds To Go, My Salon Suite, and I'm sure a growing list of others in, in, in time um, it, coming with that group. And joining him is Paul Pickett, Chief Development Officer at Wild Birds Unlimited. So these two have been amazing leaders in this space, and I'm really looking forward to bringing them into the conversation to tell you about the uh, the Pride Council. So welcome, Mark and Paul. Thank you, Ricky. Appreciate that great introduction. All right. We'll start with you. Um, you know, you and Paul were driving forces that really helped the light bulbs go off, I think, across the IFA about building affinity groups like the Pride Council and then others following. Um, you know, can you just take us back to the beginning? Why is this a priority for you? Why is it something that you wanted to raise your hand and, and volunteer for, um, you know, and, and talk a little bit about how we got started with all of it? Sure. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Paul and I have been friends for years and I can remember us at IFA events talking about, boy, it feels like there's a need here, right? Uh, there's a need to uh, welcome other LGBTQ and uh, we're excited to be a part of IFA and the Diversity Institute and everything that it does. And so in 
the fall of 2019, uh, we decided to launch this amazing new affinity group called the Pride Council with Suzanne Beal, who was there at the time, and help from the chair of the IFA and so many people. And we started with a launch at the fly-in in September of 2019 before the world came to a crashing end. Uh, and we had a cocktail reception and Paul and I were there. We had Congressman Pafas was there and uh, we probably had 50 to 75 people, not only just LGBTQ, but we, uh, all of us, I think, uh, in diverse communities want allies and there were a lot of allies there. And so I think for us, it was a heartwarming moment to see how many people really wanted to be a part of this and share the story. And I grew up in the Northeast and I grew up in a, in a, in an environment that you couldn't always be who you were and you couldn't be welcome. And you felt like you kind of had to hide who you were. And we all know that have been through that, that there were many people who today probably still feel that. So I think it's been amazing to see the support from IFA, from IFA members, uh, to see allies come forward. And I'm just thrilled. Um, Pride month is over, but we're going to have pride year round. Um, and, you know, our goal for this, I think, is to open the conversation. Uh, we'll talk more about that. But I think it's all about being able to have a conversation, be welcome, invite anybody into the group, whether they're LGBTQ or parents of or friends of or allies of, uh, just like all of Diversity Institute does, I think, with any uh, minority group. So for me, it's, it's, a, it's certainly very personal and deep. Um, and I'm lucky that I work for a company that welcomes diversity. We'll talk about some of our initiatives in a little bit uh, at Propel Brands and thrilled to be able to do this and start it with my dear, dear friend, Paul Pickett uh, and the support of the IFA. Thank you, Mark. That, that was great. I mean, one of the things that you spoke to that I think is so important to me to highlight and feature from my role of, of of heading up the foundation and, and diversity institute is is the key point right that while it is a the pride council or other affinity groups will talk about this is really an open community where everybody who is interested in talking about how to advance uh, diversity equity and inclusion issues and with the pride councils focused on the lgbtq community all are welcome at the table to come and right. be part of the discussion ask open questions learn figure out how to take steps. So I'm excited that we'll be talking about some of those specific examples. Yeah, we're, we're, you know, I'll just add, we're no different if we just create this council and stay in our little corner. It's important that we welcome everybody and we all be part of various groups and participate because franchising is for everybody, as you've already said. So hundred percent. I mean, I could not agree with you more. And I think that's, that's one of the most important takeaways, I think, from this discussion uh, today. So, Paul, let me bring you into this. You know, let's for those who haven't met you yet, let's learn a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit more about yourself and why you co-chair the Pride Council? And then as as part of that, talk a little bit more to us about its purpose and its goals. Absolutely. And thank you all for um, having us here. We really appreciate it, Jack, Ricky and, and Mark. It's always great to see you, my friend. Um, my name is Paul Pickett. I am the Chief Development Officer and Executive Vice President of Franchising for Wild Birds Unlimited. Um, been around franchising for many, many years. I've been, I, um, I think my first IFA um, convention was like 1990, so a long time ago. Um, but I will tell you that for many years, because knowing 
I knew who I was, um, but I kind of laid low for the first many years. And I wasn't sure whether the franchising community would embrace me being authentic about who I was. <clears throat> and so I, I did lay low. Um, I had always admired the Women's Franchise Committee and the work that they had done. <clears throat> it was in 2010, if I'm not mistaken, when Stan Friedman uh, gave a speech when he accepted the Ron Harrison Diversity Award at the convention. And he talked about from the stage about how much it meant to him for all of the work that he's done to imp imp improve the embracement and acceptance and engagement with folks from diverse, um, whether it's ethnic, gender, uh, sexual preference, religion, everyone was welcome. But he talked about the fact that it doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter who you love. And when he said those words, I was sitting in the audience and I was like, this needs to get out there and I need to get out there. I need to get out of my shell. I think that the interesting thing is that um, people know there, there are certain groups, uh, minority groups where you can visually tell who's in the room, right? You can't always tell with, sure. it, with the LGBTQ community. And so I thought for a long time, I'm looking around this room, 3,000 people, am I, am I the only gay guy here? You know, I don't know. And so it took a while for me to get comfortable. And I said, you know what? There's no reason for everyone to sort of be in this position of not knowing, not knowing whether it's okay to be authentic. And we need to make it more clear. And so I think that that was the genesis of my thought process. And then Another one of we talked, Mark you know, spoke very eloquently about how important it is to be open to all, right? I mean, and, and not pigeonhole yourself because then you're doing exactly what you're trying to <laughs> overcome. And when the Women's Franchise Committee started opening up their session to men at the IFA, you know, when they do their session, it, it was like, ding, ding, ding. If this is going to happen, this is the way we I want to follow. And let's just start out that way, having this just be an open, welcoming event. And you know, the reality is, is that, you know, I do this for so many different reasons. It, it is a, a, you know, it's a social cause that I care about, equality and embracement of differences, right? I mean, to, <clears throat> we should all be equal, in my opinion, but we should also all be different because that makes life more interesting, right? If we were all the same and equal, it would be kind of boring. So, I mean, I like what the different, you know, what people bring to the table personally. Um, but I just thought it was really important that we set this up and we make people aware and we engage with everyone. And um, it also makes sense from a business standpoint. It's not just a social standpoint. I mean, right now, and we'll talk about this more. I mean, what, what's everyone in business, whether you're in franchising or not, but in labor shortages, right? So why wouldn't you want to increase the um, engagement of all communities so that you have a better opportunity to get more staff, more cut, more customers? You know, people feel comfortable knowing that they're not going to be discriminated against and they want to do business with people who aren't going to judge them for 
the wrong reasons. So it just makes sense to do it and it makes sense to embrace and advocate for diversity. And that's why I'm here is to, to make a difference and to, you know, have that legacy when you, um, I will be quiet here in a little bit, sorry for going on and on, but when you get a message from somebody who said, you, you're on a stage, you're on a panel and you made it very clear. Actually, Jack and I were on, on a panel once and I, I said something about my partner from the stage and they were like, I was just like floored. I could say that. Paul does it. He's up on a panel. I, I can be me. And that, what, I can't think of a better thing to leave as a legacy that you opened up the eyes to even one more person to allow them to be authentic in their life, not just their personal life, but their whole life. That's fantastic, Paul. I, I couldn't agree with you more, right? That's, and I think to all of the points that you raise, right? The point of the IFA and franchising is to help grow franchising. So we see the, the strategic opportunity that exists across, I think, the board and so many, I think, public expectations rising for corporations, businesses and the like to think about diversity, equity and inclusion and not just make verbal commitments, but actually follow through. And then from a business standpoint, right, we know franchises want to grow by finding new franchisees. So, you know, how do you think about reaching out and connecting with communities to, to demonstrate that franchising is um is a, a really welcoming path for people. And then in addition to it, within the membership community of IFA, I remember, I still remember my light bulb moment. I remember my very first IFA convention in April of 2019. When you walk into a sea of 4,000 people in a big ballroom, it sure does feel hard to just be like, how do I, especially if it's your first time, how do I find a community of people here that I want to connect with and learn from? And so one of the things that just motivates me a lot every day about the affinity groups is the fact that something like the Pride Council can help solve both of those challenges, help people find a community, help them feel they can be them, their authentic selves within um, the IFA events, within franchising, and then let's also share lessons about how we could advance our brands and help in, improve outcomes for the LGBTQ community through small business ownership and, and franchising in particular. So let's use that as our jumping off point to talk about the some of the specific initiatives the Pride Council undertakes to help advance those types of goals. So, you know, Paul, could you tell us a little bit about, well, so what are some of the tangible goals and activities the Pride Council leans into to specifically try and address these, these issues? Absolutely. I mean, one of the things we want to do is to educate and advance the, the notion that we exist and that the LGBTQ plus community is vibrant in the world of franchising and that everyone is welcome. So just actually, just by having the Pride Council, we've already accomplished that, that people can see this is a thing. And it, if they have a council, they've got to have membership. There are people like me in this, in this franchise community. But then also to go down into more tactical, um, uh, tactical projects of, we just had this great webinar uh, last month and it's great attendance about talking about ways to actually embrace Pride Month for your company. 
And what I loved about that uh, webinar, and I think you can get it on YouTube, we'll probably have links or stuff on, on that, is um, at, at the end of the, um, the podcast, is that we talked about it from a, so many different angles and what companies are doing that matches up with their culture. So talked about um, Brett Larimer from um, um, uh, Skyhawks talks so clearly about saying, hey, before we go out and throw a rainbow on our logo for the month, what I wanna do is we need to make sure that we've got this down internally. And we're going to start internally within our franchise support center and then ex then move out to our franchisees before we make a decision to go out to the whole community. My company, um, Wilders Unlimited, you know, we have some, we're very, very clear that we are out there on social media, but all for birds and nature, and we stay away from anything political. So for us, it's a little quieter and it's lead by example and provide opportunity for people to see what we're doing rather than to hear what we're doing, right? So we're featuring gay and lesbian franchisees in some of our franchise testimonials. We'll talk, you know, we don't shy away from a franchisee, a lesbian couple um, from Colorado. She talks about her wife all the time. Those things are encouraged so that we're, again, authentic versus maybe just splashing it all over the, the website for the month of June and then not being, um, having a culture of embracing and engaging and celebrating through the year. Um, so those were the kind of things that we did in that webinar, which was really good. And then wrote, uh, we had a ton of press. We had actually a couple of other webinars and I think four articles got published about what we're trying to do to really just raise awareness and just equalize it, right? To just say we're here and we're not going away. Um, and everyone is welcome. It's, 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 it's really not that complex. <laughs> you're, so you're right, uh, Paul, I've been talking, I've been thinking recently, it's like sometimes the best ideas are the simplest ideas. So we don't need to overthink of them or make them harder. When I, I think about, uh, again, our role is the foundation and what are we doing as a convener and, and making sure that these conversations happen. Because again, our primary mission is to raise awareness of the franchise business model, its positive impact on communities, how it is a pathway to entrepreneurial success. And to me, when I think about translating it down into the, the various affinity groups we have, it's because, you know, how are we telling that story in these particular communities? How are we educating our members to help them make small steps? Because we hear from so many members, I want to do more. I don't necessarily know how or where to ask questions or see examples about what this looks like, what I can do. So, you know, I think part of our charter is to make that safe space to have these conversations, ask these questions, because again, all are welcome at our table and it really aligns with our educational mission, both out to future franchisees and to our members to just build healthier systems. Um, so with that, you know, Mark, I want to bring you back into the conversation because I, I remember some of your great um, comments and, and sharing along those lines about FastSign, some of the work that you all are doing. Um, and 
you know, it really jumped out to me. I think some comments that you made, this is a journey, right? Nobody is already at the end game of being perfect at this, right? We're, we're I think, a, all at different stages to Paul's point, finding our cultural fit, what works for us, what do we do, and, and where can we take some steps forward? So, you know, can I bring you in to share some additional insights about how you see brands thinking about diversity and inclusion? Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, I, it's, it's great to hear uh, all the conversation and, uh, and it, you know, I, I really kind of smiled when Paul said it's great to be on a panel and to be able to reference your partner. And I do that often. And it's also wonderful when I see people and they're like, how's Rob? How's your partner? And it's just, it, it, it's a stage of my life at a young age, I never thought I'd get to, right? I always thought that I was going to have to stay buried in the closet. Maybe some might argue I was never in the closet, but we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll move on beyond that. But, uh, you know, for Propel Brands, uh, which, uh, as you mentioned, is the franchisor for Fast Signs, Nerds to Go, and My Salon Suite, in, um, after we formed the Pride Council and uh, in the 2019 and Obviously, we all went into 2020. I started to look at it and say, well, it's great we have this for IFA, but as a company, what are we doing to get that message out there? Because uh, this is important that to great to be part of IFA, but then what do we want to do? And like Paul, I would say, you know, every franchisee makes their own decision on what they do in their social media and their platform and all of that. Uh, maybe it would be great to be in a different situation. But I think when every business is independently owned and operated, you have to allow that flexibility. But in uh, the summer of uh, 2020, I guess, uh, we formed a diversity and inclusion council for Fast Signs. Um, and we gathered together about uh, 10 to 12 franchisees, uh, LGBTQ, every minority group possible. We actually added military. Um, and we also added to the discussion mental health because we, as we started to go through this, we realized that diversity and inclusion is, as we've all said, about everybody. And, and we don't want anybody to feel left out. And as we started talking through these things, it's like, well, we need to be talking about mental health in some of these groups. And we need to be talking about how it impacts everybody. So uh, we have a very diverse group of franchisees that are helping us with that. And it's been amazing. Um, you know, there's a couple of things we realized right off the bat. Everybody's struggling to hire today, but we as a company, we're not talking in our job advertisements on the fact that we are open and inclusive and everybody's welcome to come. And so I think while everybody may not agree with or support every affinity group, I think when they realize, aside from it's the right thing to do, it's also good for business. Yeah. And that was the conversation we wanted to have is how is it good for business? Well, number one, in our business, we bid and we contract. So having a minority status is good for the business. In hiring and employment, if your employees know that they can feel welcome and comfortable in who they are. I was so impressed. There's a woman that works for one of our franchisees in Baltimore. And uh, she was uh, LGBTQ, didn't know that. She, she read about the Pride Council. And because it was close by, she showed up at the meeting and she was an employee of one of her franchisees. And she's like, Mark, I'm just so happy that we can have these conversations and that I feel now I'm part of something great. So for us, that was a really big part of it at uh, Fast Signs and Propelled Brands. Um, and we're having the conversation. I think at the end of the podcast that we did, we show the video that we did at our conference. And um, 
we, with the Diversity Council, wanted at our national convention to open up the conversation. And so we took a product one of our franchisees did with a local chamber of commerce in Florida, and we created this video content. And it was all about, boy, I'm uncomfortable when I walk in. There were signs, and everybody picked up a sign, because we're in the sign business, that reflected how they felt. Some were like, I'm just going to welcome everybody. Some were like, I'm uncomfortable being the person in charge when everybody else thinks that the white male is the person in charge or things of that nature. And it was just fascinating to see where even people who were like, you know, uh, they might regret because I leave early because I have children. So it wasn't just about LGBTQ. It was just about being open and listening. And so I think for, for me, it was great to see that conversation. I can't say every franchisee embraces these topics, uh, but I hope at least we start the conversation, we have the conversation. Uh, it helps us recruit better, it helps us hire better. And what we all know, everything you read is diversity is not only just good for hiring and all those things, but a diverse team is a better team because now you're looking at everything from the customer's perspective to your employee's perspective, kind of through a lens of somebody that may not have had a seat at the table before. Everybody has a seat at the table. Our businesses are better. We'll hire better. Uh, and frankly, people will just be that much happier. And there's no better vehicle than that, than franchising for, uh, uh, you know, any couple, be it uh, gay, straight, married, bi, whatever they are, to think they can have a business together and represent the community that they want to represent and an amazing brand to go with it. So it's deeply personal, but it's also great to have these conversations. And uh, while for me, it's certainly the LGBT part of it, but it certainly has broadened my eyes and like, I need to think about these other infinity groups as well. And I think even myself, who I consider myself to be open, I look at it and go, hadn't really thought of mental health in that way. Uh, and so mm -hmm. I, I think, I think having the conversation, uh, if everybody's open to it, don't all have to agree, uh, is just what we want to do. And that will attract candidates, uh, customers, uh, and employees and um, and is good for the good for franchising and good for business. So sorry, I rambled there a little bit. No, I it was that's fantastic information, right? And I think it's so spot on to I think where we see the role and the purpose of the Pride Council and in support of the IFA, in support of franchising, and just in support of growing healthier communities and in, in all the ways that we do that. You know, so what I'm I'm thinking of is as I'm watching our time here, and I want to be I want to make sure we hit our our remaining highlights. Is I think our the next piece I want to ask is, you know, what you said this earlier. I think it was you, Paul, right? Yes, our webinar was in Pride Month, and yes, we want to celebrate Pride Month because it's a time when people are paying attention and listening, and I think we can grab their ear. But I think it's important for us to say this is not an activity that we undertake one month out of the year. This is right. this is an ongoing initiative. Right. Um, There's not a beginning, middle, and end. There is not a beginning, middle, and end. It's an ongoing process. Exactly. That just is the time that we might bring new people into the conversation because they, they see it or they notice it. So I think what I want to take just a couple of minutes on and say, well, what do you all see? What do both of you see as some of the really key conversations that we want to host next in the, in the Pride Council so that those who are listening know that this is coming up and they can come join the conversation with us? Well, I... I 
personally, I, I'm a huge advocate of um, number one, giving, creating tools for other franchisors to follow and to use if they so desire on how to make sure that you are clear about the embracement of diversity and everything from what does it say on your application for candidates? What does it say on your applications for staff? Making sure that you're not saying, are you married? If so, what is your spouse's that? You know, using domestic partners, using partners, you, uh, you know, the words matter. Um, highlighting, even if you're not willing to go out there wide open with it, just to make sure that the, that the communities are all represented to the best of your ability so that you can show that um, and express the fact that it is an open and comfortable opportunity. Another thing I think that we all, and, and Mark, you alluded to this, is just understanding the whole pronouns and, and why that is important and how easy it is to make people comfortable. Even if you don't get it completely, you don't have to get it to appreciate it, right? And I think that understanding the, the importance of embracing and engaging the gender fluidity issue is a really important opportunity um, and it must be attended. And somebody, I read something, 60% of Gen Z will not work for a company that isn't, doesn't embrace gender fluidity, right? They don't wanna work for a company that is gonna be quote unquote old fashioned in their values, in their words, in their messaging. And face it guys, this is uh, men and women, this is, this is the future, right? They're, they are going to be our labor force and just understanding and bringing them in having being able to see things through their eyes, again, being customer focused is, is so important. So I think that that is a huge opportunity for the Pride Council to jump on and something that I'm actively working on right now to get some training. I know some other, uh, some other franchise brands have really embraced it with great results. Thanks, Paul. What about you, Mark? What are your, what are your thoughts there? You know, I think that um, it, it, we we lost some momentum starting in December, in September of 19 and then shutting down in 2020 on the Pride Council. But I'm so excited that we're reinvigorated. We have a bunch of people who want to be a part of it. I hope that continues. Um, I, you know, uh, in an early trip to Washington, uh, Paul and myself and several others met with the National Gay Lesbian Chamber of Commerce. I think there can be some amazing opportunities there for LGBT businesses to certify. And we can talk about that in franchising and what that helps them and allows them to do. Um, and then I think at some point, uh, while it may not be our core function, it's also good to know what we can try to influence. Uh, there's a lot of anti-LGBTQ legislation out there now, state level and possibly federal. and. I want to make sure that we are at the table and can have those conversations. We met with several legislatures. We have some great allies there. So I think that's a part of it. Um, I'm thrilled that we got a great response to Pride Month, but that is, you know, as Paul said, there is no end to this. And, and Pride Month may be a way that we, I think, as you said, Ricky, everybody's attention is there. And so they're paying attention to it. But we want to make it a year round conversation and maybe make it to the point where we don't have to have a conversation someday. Uh, but I think we always will. Everybody 
learns things differently. And when people realize that any level of diversity is your friend, your neighbor, your spouse, who your kids are dating, uh, the world will be a much better place. And so I hope that we'll continue this initiative. I'm excited by the people who've wanted to be a part of it. Uh, Paul and I will continue to attract and get more people in and Ricky with your help and IFA and uh, hopefully conversations like this will start more conversations uh, for people who say, boy, all of what is being done on the Diversity Institute and the Pride Council and others is so important today, probably more than any time. Thank you, Mark. You know, one, you have my personal commitment that we are going to keep going forward with the work that we're doing in the Pride Council. And Sending you kisses. <laughs> <laughs> For those who can't see us on the, on the, right. <laughs> on the platform, um, you know, I, I'll be honest, like a little bit of, a little bit of, I guess my, my, though it's not my story, the work that we're doing here in full transparency is the thing that gets me excited to go to work every day. Because I, you know, I see getting and having the opportunity to be part of the discussion to try and put some good into the world and hope that it helps people um, advance in their career and their network, their yeah. community, their mental health. I mean, you you name it. Um, you know, I can't personally, I can't imagine a world where I'm not talking about my my spouse or my children or whatever, because I don't have to think about that and pause to that. And when I hear that other people feel that that's just not as comfortable a space to be in, I'm like, what can I do about that? And so to me, this is what I hope that I can personally lean into to do it. And because it's good for business, part of my job in the foundation is to help franchising grow and, and raise awareness of it. So um, this is a passion project for me that I want to keep part of. We and um, will be looking forward to introducing everybody to a new team member that we brought on who's going to help us with growing all of our diversity initiatives uh, and introducing him to others. You know, and I think to the point of how do we make sure that this conversation keeps going? So for those who are listening in the show notes, we will make sure that there is a link so that you can sign up. And you can put your name on the roster for Pride Council so that when we have events, you can hear about them. You know what's going on. Um, for any of you who are interested in sharing your examples, we will be hosting more educational events. We will be convening conversations and bringing this, in, um, this content into our events across IFA live and via webinar. So if you have a story to share, please bring it to it. You could reach out to Mark, Paul, me, um, reach out to any of us so that we know what you're working on and we can look for opportunities to shine a light on those stories. I would also encourage everybody to listen to the full webinar that we did in June, uh, sponsored and led by the Pride Council. There were some amazing takeaways. We've only scratched the surface during this podcast recording about what we shared there. So we will make sure that that is available here. Um, and as we come to a close, you know, I, I have to, of course, say first a huge thank you, Paul and Mark, your leadership here, your passion for this, your commitment to it. Um, it, 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 it sets an example for others to follow. And I, I greatly appreciate the opportunity to work with you and be part of shining a light on these conversations so that we can keep having them so I can learn and we can help others learn um, and how we can help advance the LGBTQ community through the power that is franchising. 
um, never forgetting that that is part of our ultimate mission and what we are doing here. Um, thank you to all who listened in. Thank you, Jack, for hosting and organizing us today. And uh, we encourage everybody, please spread the word about Franchise Voice. Let others know that we're, we're having these conversations via this podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and stay up to date with where, where we're going to be going. You know, we anticipate covering more of the affinity groups, talking more about diversity, talking about veterans initiatives uh, through through the foundation as often as Jack and, and the team will let me come and join the conversation and bring folks like Mark and Paul to the table. So, you know, we thank everybody. Thank you all for your continued commitment to advancing diversity, equity, and inclusion and enfranchising. And we will look forward to hosting and visiting with you all again soon. Thank you, everybody. Thank you so very much. And thanks to everyone for listening to Franchise Voice. We'll be back next week with more news and information from the International Franchise Association.